here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Friday night bonus pod here on Fantasy Football Today. Adam, Dave, Jamie, Ben talking about Darius Geis and the Washington football team backfield. They're releasing Darius Geis following his arrest on domestic violence charges. He was a second-round pick in 2018, missed his entire rookie season, played just five games in 2019, and we've got uh, a wide-open backfield and a lot of guys uh, that could step up, hopefully. Now, this team has not finished higher than 17th in rushing in any of the last five years. They've been 20th or worse in four of the last five years. So, Jamie, Dave, Ben, whoever wants to talk first. Are you going to draft a Washington running back? And if so, who? Dave, I'll let you go first. I would be interested in a Washington running back in PPR would still be Antonio Gibson. Gibson wasn't the first one that I was going to take. He would have been the second, but now he will be the first. But I'm probably not going to take him much higher than where I was taking him before, whereas I was taking him in round 10. Now I might move him into round nine. This guy barely had 200 carries going back to high school. He's a converted wide receiver. I think they're, I don't think this changes how Washington uses Gibson to begin the year. I just think it clears a path a little bit more for him to be used more as a rusher, but it does the exact same thing for Adrian Peterson Peyton Barber, and the guy that I'm really kind of intrigued by, Bryce Love, might have a chance to really um, get some serious playing time in. No doubt about it. I, I still expect Washington to split the workload up. But getting guys out of the way does open the, the runway for all those running backs. Jamie. Totally agree. I mean, you know, we, we were, um, I think, to varying degrees, excited about Antonio Gibson and the industry has been very excited about Antonio Gibson after Ron Rivera said Christian McCaffrey comparisons and, um, you know, knowing that he coached McCaffrey and, and Scott Turner, the offense coordinators with McCaffrey. So Gibson, uh, you know, I think Dave said it best that um, he's not a proven commodity as a rusher. And so it was going to take something like one of the two guys in front of him being out of the way for him to get an expanded role in that regard. Uh, but I don't think they're all of a sudden going to say, here, you're, you're a 15 carry guy. You're a 20 carry guy. Now um, that may happen by the end of the season. But when you have Peterson, when you have love, when you have Peyton Barber, who uh, as we know, was not very good in, in Tampa Bay last year, but they did give him 170 touches. Uh, they also have JD McKissick who, you know, now has a better chance of sticking around as well. So it's still a crowded backfield, even with, uh, with, with guys out of the way, but in PPR, I think, you know, you move Gibson up a little bit. Now you're definitely taking a flyer on uh, Peterson if you need just sort of a guy to have some touches or Bryce Love if you're looking for the upside play. I would lean more toward Love because I think probably Peterson goes in the round 10 range uh, and Love probably goes with one of your later picks unless, of course, you come out, the the Washington football team comes out with uh, some sort of comment from Rivera saying more more glowing things about Love. So. Uh, he'd be the one that I'm the most intrigued by if I'm taking a late round flyer. Let me just let me just clear this up just so we have it on record. 202 carries for Antonio Gibson since he was in junior high. So from the moment he started high school through community college and then with Memphis, 202 carries. Bryce Love at Stanford, 569 carries, 49 receptions. 
I think Bryce Love is the more experienced running back of the two. Obviously, Adrian Peterson's the most experienced running back that Washington's got, and that's why I think they'll probably lean on him, and he absolutely steps up as a zero RB slash week one type of running back that fantasy managers can start. All right, Ben, where are you? Because Peterson's had uh, 200-plus carries Two straight years. He was actually a top 20 running back two years ago. He had 251 carries in 16 games. Last year, he played 15 games. He had 211 carries. Um, was outside the top 24. He was like 28th in non-PPR, 33rd in PPR. Peterson has had a, a little bit of a resurgence. I mean, he's been solid. 4.2, 4.3 yards per carry last two years with the Redskins. But they have Peyton Barber. We, we haven't really talked about him much, I don't think. Um, where are you, Ben, on this backfield? Yeah, these guys hit on all the fun stuff and, and and nailed it. And so the reality is, and I think they probably both agree that we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of Adrian Peterson and and maybe a lot of Peyton Barber. They have these veteran plotters that are are probably gonna make this less fun for fantasy. Um, Gibson is is certainly a really exciting prospect. He's a, I talk a lot about Jonathan Taylor. He's a comp, very comparable athlete to Jonathan Taylor. Um, and like Jamie said, Rivera compared him to, to McCaffrey. So how are you not excited about that? The, the issue of course, is that he played a receiver in, in mostly in college. Um, and like Dave said, he, I mean, he only had 44 carries and only 77 overall touches throughout his couple years at Memphis. Um, Bryce love by contrast, just to go back to what this guy did in college, his junior year, he ran for over 2,000 yards and 19 touchdowns. I mean, awesome. he was like a Jonathan Taylor-type prospect. Wasn't he a, a Heisman production. candidate? Yep. Yeah, he was number two in the voting. Yeah. He was, I think he was the runner-up that year. And yeah, then I'd his senior it, year, he, he dealt with ankle injuries and then tore his ACL on the final play of their final regular season game. Um, and then that, you know, his, his numbers were down the whole year. He played through – he missed a couple of games, but he played, he played for 10 games, wasn't as efficient or anything, but – Definitely after his junior year, this guy was thought of very, very highly in like Devi circles for for people who play in the Devi leagues. Um, and now we're at a point where like they took a fourth round pick on him, pretty much knowing he wouldn't play in his first year. And was so it fourth or third, maybe it was third. But yeah, they they it was a, a reasonable enough pick for a guy you knew wasn't going to play the whole first year. And so you, you'd think that they were they would give him a shot. And this guy has a ton of athleticism. Um, I, I think the most uh, to Dave's point, the most running back experience of, uh, between him and Gibson. But those are the two. They're both – I mean, Love is supposedly a great athlete. We don't know where he'll be at physically, and we never got to get tested numbers. Gibson tested as an amazing athlete. They're both great athletes. Love has the the, the great production profile, at least in his junior year. Um, but that's that's where we hope to see the touches go for fantasy because that's where the upside would be. Love so is I, I reached out. It's round four, guys. Yeah, round four. I reached out to uh, Ben Standick, who covers the Washington football team for The Athletic. I asked him to give me his take, and he's the guy that's played in a lot of fantasy leagues, some with us. Uh, so here's what Ben told me. He said, AP's locked into the starting role. Safe, reliable, and this team needs that. Gibson's the gadget guy, but the fantasy upside play for sure. Love is the wild card, and don't be surprised if McKissick is getting a bigger role on third downs as well. Not a oh, word about Barber. Yeah, I think Barber's, uh, you know, now it, how we, I think we're reviewing AP as the backup to Geis. Barber's probably the backup to, uh, to Peterson. Um, depending on how, what they see from uh, Love and Gibson, that's going to sway that, you know. And so this is where I think preseason hurts a team like this, especially under the circumstances, because Gibson, they could see on the field what he would look like. Love certainly as well. 
And now they have to just deal with what they're going to be able to get out of practice. So uh, they're not going to keep all these guys. That's for sure. You know, McKissick is the one that can play on special teams. So that helps his role potentially making the team. But, uh, you know, we'll see what they do with their practice squad. You can be a little bit more creative with your practice squad this year too. So, yeah. Um, and, and for how much we've talked about love, he, he might, he might be the guy that gets ends up being the odd man out. Like Ben said, he's the wild card. I mean, he is, I, I've been tracking him for dynasty purposes this off season, trying to get reports on his health, trying to look things up. There's not been a lot written about him, which has been, you know, part of this. We haven't gotten a lot written about a lot of guys, but it's especially guys like love who, you know, they're, they wouldn't be a top of mind for a lot of people covering Washington. Um, and, and they're just going to hear a lot in the next few days. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I think, I hope so. I hope yeah. we start getting some information about him. Well, listen, you guys have talked a lot about love and, and Gibson as players that you're excited about athletically in terms of their potential, but are you going to rank Adrian Peterson the highest? And no. was that? No, no, but he's he not locked, in PPR, but he's it's the close. starter. I mean, I, I just don't care. Like, like he's going to get so many empty touches. Uh, I, you know, but isn't he going to get it, the goal line touches too? This, this two years ago when he had a thousand yards, he had, I think five or six good games in those, in that thousand yard campaign. Uh, and, and I may be off on, you know, one, one way or the other, uh, last year, Carlos Hyde had a thousand yards. It was a very empty thousand yard season. You know, Peterson is going to lead the team in rushing yards. If he's healthy, he should score the most touchdowns. If he's healthy. Dave's right. If you take a zero RB approach and you need somebody for the first couple weeks of the season, this is a very good player to, to have on your team in that regard. But if you're shooting for upside because of when you're, it's, it's, no, I, don't I, think I get have this... that. I know he doesn't have super, I know he doesn't have great upside. I get that. He's not going to catch any passes, but uh, let's compare him to say Jordan Howard. Would you rather have Jordan Howard or Adrian Peterson? Howard. Why? Howard. Howard's 25. Yeah, I know, but Howard's got Brita in the backfield, like, is Peterson going to get more? Ca- He's a decade younger. Look, Peterson, Peterson, <laughs> look at, I'm look, I forgot about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at his game log right now. Last four games of the fantasy season, 15, 13, 14, 10 fantasy points in non PPR scored a touchdown in every game. Uh, I'm just wondering if the answer is Howard, that's fine. I get it. I'd take Howard too, but why, why is he so such a clear choice over Adrian Peterson? Because he's not sharing with three other running backs. Is, is Peterson going to one. share? We don't know that Peterson's going to be sharing with other running backs, though. I mean, he's going, to share, he's, he he's going to share with Barber or Love. There, there's no doubt about it that one of those two guys is going to get carries. And then the other scenario is, as Ben pointed out, McKissick is a guy that has you know proven to be a good pass catcher. Neither Howard nor Peterson are catching passes. Very true. But I, I still think that, uh, either Ben or, or Dave said it, you know, it's it's sharing with one guy versus sharing with three guys. Howard was good enough last year to keep as talented as Miles Sanders was off the field. So if Howard is right, and presumably he is, the Dolphins will run the ball better than they did a year ago. Peterson may be the better choice by the end of the season, but going in, you're taking out. And and Adam, I'm curious, because you seem to be the high, high man here on Peterson, where would you take him? What, what do you think from like, because... I think the concern for all of us is there's no weekly upside there. there you, you just noted in four games where he scored touchdowns, he got into like the, the teens, the low teens four times in a row, but he's not going to score a touchdown every week. You're mm-hmm. otherwise probably getting 70 rushing yards. Okay. Right? So and seven points. So I'm not, I don't want to be the high guy on Peterson. I was kind of playing devil's advocate because I didn't sure. want to do this show and not feature the guy who's going to be most likely going to be the starting running back for the Redskins and who's who's gotten more than 200 carries two straight seasons. I feel like that's that's you know just yeah, no, what, what, hold on. What I was gonna... I'll, I'll let me finish. 
I to answer your question, where would I draft Adrian Peterson? I probably wouldn't because I don't really want to draft Jordan Howard or Adrian Peterson. I don't think these guys are in very good situations. I don't think they're going to be on good offenses. They're not going. They're they're not going to be on good teams. So if the game script is bad, they're going to be out of the game plan. Um, and there are players in the backfield that I think are better than them. I think Matt Breed is better than Jordan Howard, and I think. I don't know. I don't think Peyton Barber is better than Adrian Peterson, but I do think there's a chance that Gibson or Love, or Love is better than Peterson. But what's, you know, look, Gibson might not be a running back. He, they might not use him that way. And, Bryce and they Love have a lot of injuries be, at wide receiver. And Bryce it's a Love, very fair point. Right. I, I think this is, this is the approach you take because Howard's in a range of still potential flex option or zero RB. When you get past 36, maybe 40 at running back, depending on whoever's rankings you're looking at, don't draft for guys that can maybe help you a week or two. Draft for guys that can win you your league. We don't have this conversation enough or maybe to this point enough. I'm taking Chase Edmonds and, and Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard over Adrian Peterson. That's because exactly if, why I asked Adam. If a yeah, guy is going to sit on your bench and never be in your lineup for fantasy unless you're completely stuck, because that's really the only time you should be playing a guy like Peterson, unless you're just loaded at receiver, loaded, you know, great quarterback, great tight end, and you didn't draft – the right way by getting somebody that could help you in some regard, whether it's, you know, middle of the season or end of the season, and you just need somebody to, to plug and play. That's to me what Peterson is. Like I would rather have Gibson sitting on my bench than Peterson. I'd rather have love sitting on my bench right now until we see some clarity than Peterson. Uh, but again, I'll, I'll take the, the backup in a potentially great situation compared to the starter in a miserable situation. Yeah. And, that, I, and that applies yeah. to Howard, too. We all agree. I mean, we all agree. Yeah, yeah, we all agree. I, I was just, to, to, to add to Jimmy's point, I can't think of a point where I would take, where, where there's not guys that I want more than Adrian Peterson. Even, like, into, like, the 14th or 15th round, there are some really intriguing upside guys. Darrington Evans, like, yep. I want that guy Kelly. as my sixth running back more than I want Adrian Peterson as my sixth running back, right? Like, mm-hmm. so... I don't know where his ADP could land. I was trying to think in my head. I don't know where he's going to end up in drafts, but I don't know where it could land where I would really consider him. Okay. That's why I was asking. But yeah, he, no, yeah I know you're not it's super It's got to be either. after round 10. I think, it has to be I, after round 10. I think there's a chance that in specifically in non-PPR leagues that he's better, that he scores sure. he scores enough touchdowns where like you know he's better than than his skill level suggests, yeah. but okay. I, I don't understand. like him. I've got Peterson his, ahead of Gibson and non PPR. His yeah. numbers will be better than where he's ranked. His numbers will be better than where he's drafted. If he plays the whole season, but it, it, it's, you know, like Ben talks about the dead zone. It's just empty numbers yeah. for what you're going to look at. And that's the problem with it is just not necessarily it's, it's not attractive. And I think to your point, Adam, about what his ADP is going to be. This is a name guy. People know this name. He's a hall of fame caliber running back. And so people are going to say, wow, the starting running back is sitting there in round eight, round nine, round 10. I have to have that because I need a fifth running back or a fourth running back, depending on what it is. Last question, and then I'll let you guys go eat dinner. Uh, <laughs> we've lost now Damian Williams and Darius Geis. These were two enticing mid-round picks, and we haven't even had any injuries yet. Does this put even more urgency on drafting running backs in the first two or three rounds? I no. think with the lack of preseason games, no. Because these guys weren't, especially for me, because I didn't look at Damian Williams as a round six or seven pick like some of the other guys did. Uh, I, I don't. I think this does thin out the talent pool maybe a little bit when you get to the middle rounds. But 
we we just lost Darius Geis, and now you can make the case to draft Adrian Peterson and Bryce Love. So we lost one guy, but we're gaining two that are going to be able to get picked later on. And when we lost Damian Williams, DeAndre yeah. Washington came into focus. Yeah, and DeAndre Washington steps in. It's kind of just emphasizes the replaceability of these these options. But it's da- just but, kind of changed what we're targeting. But DeAndre Washington is not being drafted the way Damian Williams was. No, being yeah, right. but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire jumped up. If right? you tell yeah. me right now DeAndre Washington is for sure the backup to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I will take him over Adrian Peterson 10 times out of <laughs> That's Same. fair. Same. But you're not going to take him over. I would take him over without six. knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the, the possibility. Yeah, yeah I, I'll probably have it ranked the same way too. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. All right, good stuff, guys. Thanks for hopping on on a Friday night. Really appreciate it. Hope this was helpful for our listeners. Um, have a great weekend. Tell your friends Thanks. to subscribe to our show. I was talking to you. I was talking to the listeners. Oh, I'll shut up. <laughs> Uh, All right, everybody. Now, Dave, you can have a great weekend. We'll talk to you all on Monday. See ya.